Hello there and welcome back to the Chat Shit Get Fit, the fitness news where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and as always I'm joined by Tom. Good evening, good evening or good morning wherever you are or afternoon. No, we've been through this, we notice that every time we've been through this. People are aware that it's a I know, worldwide. But I, it might feel like I'm breaking the, the, the illusion that we're coming the live illusion. to them through their ear hole right now. Yeah, whatever time that is, yeah, that's very true. You know, like if it's the morning and they're listening to this on the way to work and they hear me mm. saying good evening, then they might think, might oh, no, fuck this, phone yeah. me off, ruin the whole podcast. You've ruined my day. You've ruined exactly. my fucking day. <laughs> ruined my <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I apologise. <laughs> well, aside from that, you guys are in for a treat this week um, because what we're going to do is we're going to tell you what the best pre-workout is. There is one problem, though. It is not currently on the market, but we will come on to that. But in today's show, we are going to spend probably about half of it talking about some new science on pre-workouts, essentially offering what could be a bare bones approach. So if you don't want to go and buy one of these Gucci amazing pre-workouts, this can offer you something really simple that you can take and it's quite easily accessible as we'll come on to. But also we are, we're going to talk about the best pre-workout, as I said, and we've been busy, haven't we, Tom? We have been very busy. We have have invented... We've invented some new pre-workouts, offering what we think is everything you need for a savage workout. So uh, look forward to that in the second part of the show. Um, but unless you've got anything else to add, Tom, we'll, uh, we'll run the intro. Uh, just to clarify, it, it, it's all legal. It's not meth. It's not perverting, you know. Yeah. yeah was I, to- I was talking to someone the other day and they didn't know what I was talking about when I was talking about the German meth. Oh, Have you German, ever heard yeah. about this? Yeah, we, we, spoke about, we spoke about this before. And we, we, we spoke, spoke about, about pre-workouts. Before? Oh, God. Yeah, we did. They look like, look like little um, Le- fucking mints. So, uh, what, what are they called? They were like um, oh, like tree ball mints. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but yeah, it's what uh, and this is fucking genuine, by true. the way. Yeah. You can actually go and Google this because you know Google always holds the truth, apparently. But during World War Two, you know, German soldiers were issued something called pervertin, which looked like little tiny packets of mints. So just something you could go and pick up in your local corner shop. Um, thing is. The main ingredient was methamphetamines. <laughs> yes, I know. They're all off the fucking head. So, you know, if you ever wondered why the Blitzkrieg was so successful, there you go. They had the fucking pre-workout of all pre-workouts. Yeah. Just to, just to clarify, we've not got that in our pre-workouts, just to yeah. nip that one in the bud. I mean, as far as I'm aware, we don't endorse meth or Nazis, or both no, combined don't. at the same time. No. No. Let, let, let's, let's get into this week's fitness news. Yeah. <laughs> before we They're both inherently bad for you. Okay, guys, let's kick the show off with some polls because we have asked lots of questions this week on our social media or Instagram, and we've got some very interesting results. I've been looking forward to hearing yours. Yeah, this is these are absolute bangers. Uh, well, thank you, as always, to everyone who got in touch. It's always great to engage with you guys, and it's always good. It makes us laugh. We do get some uh, some good uh, comments from you lot. So I know, Tom, you did as well, so we'll look at yours after as well. Mm. Um, this is a poll from the actual um, podcast Instagram. The first question was a nice, simple one. Do you take a pre-workout? Tom, talk to me. What do you think the percentage was? Yes. Straightforward yes. Nah. Majority was no. Really? Yeah. 80%. You know I'm no. going to go on another... It, it seems like every week I'm saying, oh yeah, but do our viewers realise that they might be without realising it? They might be without realising it. Yeah, and um, yeah. So yeah, kind of like spoiler alert, 
but possibly they're thinking, no, I don't take pre-workout because I just have a coffee instead or I have an energy drink instead. And funny enough, that's actually one of the main ingredients for a decent pre-workout. You know, you you might be taking pervitin and think, no, I don't take (laughs) pre-workout. I just just take my Nazi meth. (laughs) Stop talking about Nazi meth. Right. But yeah, so... Bringing it back, Bringing it back. (laughs) Whatever your (laughs) pre-existing thoughts are on pre-workout might have determined... What you, cho- what you chose uh, on that poll. After those results came in, though, we did ask why. Um, I was interested actually to know why. Uh, and there were some absolute crackers to why people said yes or no. Um, I'll see if we can. Also, <laughs> um, producer Jenny, she got stuck in. She doesn't really like the idea of it, but she's never tried it. Well, Jenny, you might have been trying it all along, but we are going to come on to maybe what a solution could be. Maybe our own pre-workouts that me and Tom have invented or... The bare bones option. That's the uh, the new science looks at. So you might you might start getting into it. Um, these next <laughs> these next two. I showed I shared these to you, Tom. Then I had a private message. The, these two obviously do take it. First one is I'm going to read it exactly how it's written because I'm a fucking weirdo that likes to tingle. <laughs> and the next one was I'm a junkie and love the tingle. I love how okay, those so two both came of in. those are definitely on the pervertin. I just want to clarify. Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely on Nazi meth, little fuckers. Um, so those two obviously love the tingle. Next one, Ellie. <laughs> Enjoy the heart palpitations if I get a dose high enough. Living life on the edge. <laughs> yep, quite literally. They put joke in a bracket. So um, she put sometimes yeah. I feel it just gives me that extra oomph. Um, she goes, it might be just psychological, but it works. To be fair, that that is a big part of pre workout. Actually, is if you take something called a pre workout with the intention of boosting your workout performance, there's a chance placebo might be having a, an impact there. I would say it's, it's even if something is at, we've mentioned this before haven't we but i yeah, do yeah, think that even if something is physiologically happening due to the pre-workout you are probably still getting a boost boost from the yeah, pre uh, sorry, from the pre-workout from the placebo effect as well because you're going you, you've got that expectation haven't you of a boost yeah so. exactly um someone put obviously they put no they said chemical shitstorm see that see that huh. that's an example of someone who thinks what they're, they're thinking of a pre-workout product as opposed to what we might talk about with some more bare bones approach or certain ingredients they're, mo- they're probably thinking of those razzle basil berry fruit blast things you get obviously in your normal supplement shops whether or not they're a chemical shitstorm, you actually look at the ingredients a lot of it's not it won't be as scary as you think it might sound scary but it probably isn't that scary at all there can be like a, an unnecessary fear just because something is a chemical mm. you know uh, guess what you're breathing a chemical right now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I do understand that obviously when we put into the context of, okay, chemicals to make a stimulant, it can sound scary, but I think you'd be surprised at what can be considered a stimulant. Yeah. Um, a cigarette, nicotine can be considered a stimulant. Yeah, we spoke about that, didn't we? You're not, not too long ago on the fitness news about nicotine is a pretty effective stimulant. If you drink a certain amount of a soda, even if it's a diet soda, a fizzy drink, that can be a stimulant because they contain caffeine. Caffeine, yeah, sure. A coffee, once again a coffee. And they're all chemicals by the way. Uh, but I do understand why you might think that because if you do look yeah. at what pre-workouts look like, they normally they normally are yellow in colour with a big hazard sign on the label saying yeah. extreme energy boom. It's like, it doesn't really fill you much. And, and I suppose in that defence of that person, there are certain companies, certain brands where they actively try to make the packaging look as aggressive as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as if it, yeah, as, as if it's something unholy. You know, if it, quite literally in some cases, uh, when I was looking through Google earlier, one of the pre-workouts was something called uh, God is Raging. 
or something yeah, stupid bit, like that. Exactly. <laughs> bit, bit aggressive. You know, that's very different from walking through Holland and Barrett and seeing, oh, a nice bit of vitamin D supplementation there in a nice green bottle with a picture of a herb on it. And now you've got, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, someone fucking a cat on the tub. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, that's I do a very see extreme it. example. Yeah, just a very extreme example. Yeah, I do see, <laughs> I do see where you go with this. Uh, moving like on to Ted the next Bundy one. Bundy on the front of it. <laughs> Next, next, next uh, result. Um, this person obviously put no as well. They said tried tried before and it had no effect. Now that might have been. Well, we're going to come with some doses because that could have been simply if we if we cast our minds back to an episode we did do on pre workout previously, we broke down some common products and a lot of them are underdosed in certain areas. So if you're someone who perhaps is um, not sensitive to those ingredients, you might not have felt anything. It might have had no effect. So you might need to boost some numbers, which we will come on to. Um, it might, it might be a simple case of where you might actually take a bigger scoop of what mm. is recommended on yep. the packaging. But it yep. can be tricky as well because sometimes the when we consider each different ingredient within the pre-workout itself will have yep. its own clinical recommended dose, mm -hmm. you might react differently to one ingredient at a certain dose and you might act completely different to another ingredient at a certain dose so actually you might find that where the dosages are mixing and matching you don't quite get that effect of all of them all in one go i believe the gains are too small just make sure i eat and drink enough through the day we'll come on to that the gains might not be too small as we will as we will unpack hmm. when it comes to, to pre-workout uh next one makes me mega paranoid and don't want to be reliant on it sweet black uh, tea or coffee does me fine okay okay so, yeah, that's fair enough um, we did actually talk about that didn't we uh before about how i understand that about pre-workout because if you get to a point where you're taking it every time if you get to a point where let's say you can't have it at that time if it's not accessible do you then somehow feel like you can't train because you haven't had your pre-workout do you know what i mean yeah almost like forgetting your lifting belt yeah, you're lifting. At, the, well, I can't it, do it. at now. home, yeah, yeah exactly. I can't, I, can't, I can't do it now because well, if you get too reliant, on it, I can see why well, that could have a. You've a lost negative, your crutch. Yeah, your crutch. Yeah, so I can see that the logic behind that that comment for sure. We get with people who forget their headphones at home. And finally, on the responses, go on, big Mike's back in. Mike, our Canadian friend, he goes, "Do you not remember my last adventure with pre-workout? <laughs> Your story about that." So Mike's a paramedic, and he um, he might have taken a little bit too much pre-workout. <laughs> And gone to work. Uh, <laughs> but, by the way, he drives ambulances. Ambulances, yeah. It was quite. A you know what? I think we because we had him, didn't we, on the podcast? Do you remember? I do. I remember the story. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so go and listen to that one. Um, it's it's in there. So, what is it called? Let me just get it up, guys, because it's quite. Actually, you know what? Just go down to the show notes. I'll link it. But it's it's a good episode to listen to. It's cool to talk to. Um, and you'll hear the story because it is quite funny. Like, imagine, like, for whatever reason, something has happened that you need to call an ambulance, and suddenly you look down Someone the end of the road, and it's like shaking and sweating. A, a GTA lobby, like an ambulance doing a wheelie <laughs> yeah. down the road. Someone, <laughs> you know, your paramedic just absolutely bombing it on pre-workout. I mean, if they had to do CPR, that is going to be oh, yeah. rapid. Those compressions, no like a pneumatic drill. So yeah. Thanks to everyone who got involved in that question. We have got a couple more questions. People weren't as responsive to these ones. I think it's because they it was a bit more bit more to it, maybe. Um the first one was if you could have a custom pre-workout, what would you put in it? <laughs> first one, trend. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna argue against it. No, I mean yeah, it'll be effective for sure. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna endorse it, but <laughs> mm. 
I would say that'd be more of a recovery supplement. Yeah, recovery supplement. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, and this next one's quite funny, actually. They did correct themselves, but I'm just going to read what they first put. Superhuman eBay. That's what they'd call their pre-workout. Superhuman eBay? They meant to yeah. put superhuman energy. No, I prefer superhuman eBay. Yeah, we're we'll sticking with that, I'm afraid. Um, and then we've got some more for what people would actually call their pre-workouts as well. <laughs> Diet Coke. Uh, Jane, I don't think you can call it Diet Coke because I know you like Diet Coke, but I think you'd get in trouble if you called a pre-workout Diet Coke. Mm. Obviously, that one's cracking. <laughs> it's quite a bit long, though, I'll be honest with you. This, this one's a bit too long. I don't think it'll fit on the side of a can, but energy for the menopausal women to get you through the workout. <laughs> that's quite a long... That's, okay. that's more of a sentence. And can men use it? Huh? Can men use it? Can men... Yeah, that's a good point, actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, guys, thanks for getting in touch with those. Did I lose any more? Well, that's no, actually that was- a good point. You know, like um, a lot of... The supplement industry of specifically targeted women with uh, supplementation, they say, oh, this is like yeah. a women's protein. Yeah, okay. You know? yeah. Has there ever been like a female-only pre-workout, which we know is going to be bullshit? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if, if not, it's very, it surprised me that hasn't, they, people haven't run that scam yet. I'm going to Google it now because it wouldn't surprise me if there is women pre-workout. Oh, of course there is. Yep, okay, yeah. Yeah, but it's more, it doesn't actually say, okay, now so there's none that actually says women, it's more just like the, the branding. Oh, the okay, yeah. The marketing, it's not really, oh, hang on, what's this? Okay, well, Women's Best is a brand, so that's, yeah, that's not really. Women's Best, bear me one second, hang on, one second, one second. Have you heard of these before, have you? If it's who I think it is, I have a little story. Oh, no, it's not that company. I don't think it is, yeah. unless they've changed their branding, but years ago... I used to have a protein oat jar. Right. And it was the best protein oats I've ever had in my life. But it was, a where it was designed for women. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's just branding, by the way. Like, it's branding. It's, There's no it's, difference in there. It's literally no fucking difference, but it just tasted so good. And the dosings was really good as well. For it's the just the way they market it, isn't it? It's just, it's just yeah. different marketing, isn't it? But there was me going to wherever it was, like Holland and, I think it was generally Holland and Barrett, buying my uh, four women protein oats but you love Holland and Barra don't you I think it's awful it's so expensive oh no this is from back in the day Bill this is well, when used we to go all the time didn't you? When we were together in the entertainer I used to always go Holland and Barra didn't you this is before the internet existed so this is probably like 2011 yeah good point. <laughs> 2011 yeah oh dear um, <laughs> yeah Tom talk to us about your uh, poll you did a poll as well didn't you oh yeah sorry one second so I put this up quite late to be fair so I didn't get too many uh, answers one person said just a coffee and yeah fair okay. enough yeah fair, yeah well yeah um we're kind of going to it because it's very relevant to what we're talking about today with the, the science current study. Talk about, yeah the study but yeah. one of the main ingredients for a pre-workout would be caffeine now obviously it does depend on how much caffeine you're having in your coffee and what kind of coffee you're having so for example a lot of people think that oh my pre-workout might just be a you know when you get those little nescafe sachets where it's freeze-dried coffee the caffeine content for freeze-dried coffee, those little sachets you have, it's yeah, shit. it's not great. It's, it's, awful, it's yeah. a tiny amount. But if you have like proper brewed filter coffee, you might get a decent amount from it. An espresso. And we could do a shameless hit plug here, Bill, as well. Some coffees purposely have a high caffeine content for performance mm. reasons. So, for example, Cannonball Coffee, which is the oh. highest caffeinated coffee in the UK. It is basically a pre-workout coffee. So in which case, yeah, 
Happy days, crack it on, have you, a coffee, it that's gets fine. You in the, it gets you in the zone, doesn't it? I remember every time I yeah. take it, I'm just like, what is going on? But it's great because you smash workouts. With okay, it. so it can be difficult to measure how much caffeine is in your beverage, which is why I recommend people to go to caffeineinformer.com. Bearing in mind, certain drinks, depending if it's UK or US, will have yeah. different caffeine, despite the item technically being the same. But yeah, go to caffeineinformer.com, check it out. And yeah, if you're going to have coffee, I would recommend some form of filtered coffee or espresso. Have two, yeah, have can- three. Cannonball coffee is always a good one, isn't it? And you do get a discount if you use the code PRIMAL10. <coughs> you get 10% um, off, guys. Yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, I actually forgot to give the code. Did yeah. I say, shameless plug without actually plugging it. Nice one. <laughs> I know. We are shit capitalists. Um, yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, someone recommended a brand, uh, Total War is the best by far, they said. And Total yeah, I've seen War. I like, Total games, War. I like the game Total War. Yeah, I fucking love Total War. But I love you're going to you're going to put me onto like a two hour rant about you know the Total War Warhammer game. So I'm going to stop. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah, it's not. I'm going to be. Oh, I know Total War. I know Total War. This is that. What's that brand? Redcon. Uh, Redcon. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. It's actually the quite guy who owns it. Though. He's, he's met, have you seen? Have you seen the guy like his adverts? The guy who owns it. Is he a bit warty or? No, he's, well, he's exactly what you'd expect. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. But saying that, branding aside, it's actually not a um, yeah. It, it's it's not got a bad dosage or ingredient in it. Is it not? Um, one other thing I did say is a shout out A plus, which is the supplement shop I you know okay, did my yeah, homework cool. in. So yeah, fair yeah, enough. Nice. Shout out to A Supplements in Ricelip Manor. A Supplements, yeah, nice. Um, Another person said, maybe a banana. Okay. One, I'm assuming mm. I mean eating a banana, not inserting it. Two, I think we're talking more about a pre-workout here in the sense of as a stimulant rather than a pre-workout meal. Yeah. Although, when we come onto my pre-workout. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Because you could argue it's still a pre-workout because it's still giving you a boost because obviously carbs are the body's like, the main energy yes. source. So yes. you're in, if you're low on energy and you eat a banana, you are technically putting more into your body, which could give you a boost in performance. Do you know what, Bill? Depending on the activity, though, obviously. One of my most negative experiences of uh, being in the army is I hate bananas now. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not the biggest breakfast person, but if you are going to do right. some form of fizz, you would be made to eat breakfast. Yeah. Mate, we used to have to put our receipts on the pillows in training. When we used to go to the cookouts <laughs> to make sure we ate our food, they'd make you put a receipt on your pillow. Obviously, people got around it in yeah. certain ways, but they started getting really like cracking down on it to make sure you eat because obviously we do fizz every day. So we're like, okay. I mean, it's better than what they did with us, which was, you know, as proof of purchase, they'd make us put the banana skin under our pillow. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's bullshit. I was surprised. But yeah, it wouldn't surprised be surprised. And that's why I've got to clarify yeah. that it's not actually true because it is something no. that could would actually happen. be true yeah uh, but yeah like being false fed bananas ooh. but yeah um that sounds quite sexual actually doesn't it um anyway <laughs> going on. back to the, anyway. going back to it like uh yeah i can see what they mean in regards to nutrition and yeah something we're going to talk about a little bit later on in regards mm. to the carbs um another one caffeine so not necessarily coffee but just caffeine so when i think caffeine i straight away i think oh yeah coffee but it could be in pill form it could be in powdered yeah, sure. form. So there's other ways you can take this caffeine by itself. And to be fair, when you look at pre-workouts, you know, it is caffeine and... Ad- oh, I went to say androgynous then. Caffeine and... Please help me, Bill. Caffeine andro... I know what you mean. I know what you're going to say. You're just watching me it. suffer. Yeah, the powdered version. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, but the word he's trying to say means without water. Um, Two great ones here. 
panic. Yep, great. That will stimulate you panicking. Uh, and anxiety. Uh, yeah, same person said panic and anxiety. Okay, can't what? argue against that. <laughs> oh, that's why they don't take it. Uh, no, that's that's what they use as a pre-workout. I think. Oh, panic! Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Each to your own. Yeah. Fair Manipulating enough. one's feelings. Yeah. Um, a flat white, which uh, you know, a, a man of evidence-based practice and sophistication. I do like a flat white. Joe does a really good flat white, and it's really surprising. Cafe Nero. Right. Think think of where you think you find the best flat white. I I love Cafe Nero. Mm. What other places could you think of? You might think of oh Costa Coffee, yeah, Starbucks, Starbucks and- Greg's, Greg's, Greg's does the best flat white I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, I think Greg's a dark horse. Same with like McDonald's and Greg's. They like they're quite yeah. dark horse, I think, because of the fact that they um they're cheap, aren't they? They're like a pound, aren't they, for whatever? Honestly, the quality and the texture of a flat white from Greg's just hits different. But I think people are afraid of being associated with the far right. But do you know <laughs> what? Which is why they, you know, don't mention Greg's that often. What do you mean the far um, right? <coughs> you can't leave me on that. You can't know. Wait, get, I don't re, know. I just, I, just as, I just associate Greg's with the far right. <laughs> why? I don't know. Then I associate, you know, Pound Bakery with the far left. And I'm assuming oh, that's because it's up sake. north. I don't know. God, you've got um, some. Another mention is a brand called MVP. 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 And that's actually one I had a look at in the supplement shop today. And yeah, once again, it's a good choice. A little low on some ingredients in regards to the dosage, but overall not too bad. And yeah, that's all the ones I got. Yeah, nice. Cool. A lot of coffee and caffeine there, which was good to see though, which kind of uh, gives us a hint into... But then again, we do share a lot of stuff about this topic. So they might have had sort of in the back of their head subconsciously influenced knew- them. Yes, it would be. Yeah, we have. Yeah, oh God, that sounds odd, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> thanks everyone who's got involved with all of those polls across the board there. Really appreciate it. Always does help with um, what makes the podcast more exciting and again, to chat with you guys and see what you think on certain topics. And then we come along and either destroy what you think or add to what you think, yeah. which is always good, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Have a sip of hydration. We'll move on to the next part of the show. Yeah, go for it. I'll have a quick uh, swig on this vape pen. God, you're out of control. Stop vaping, you fucking goblin. Mm. <laughs> they need to make a... They've done vape CBD. They need a vape pre-workout. I wonder if you could vape caffeine. Guys, we'll move on to the next part of the show. Uh, so before we get into what the best pre-workout out there is available as you're all very excited to find out what me and Tom have come up with. Uh, we're going to look at some new science. We've got a new paper titled Effect of Isolated and Combined Ingestion of Caffeine and Citrulline Malate on Resistance Exercise and Jumping Performance. And it is a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled crossover study. It's a good study, to be fair, uh, the way we've done it. Um, and as you can tell, really, it's, it's looking at two ingredients that are commonly found in pre-workouts, hence why we're talking about it, so caffeine and citrulline malate. Very recently in a Q&A, someone asked me like what I'd recommend being a pre-workout, and these are actually the two main ingredients Steve I recommended. Uh, yeah, I've always been a big proponent of them. However, one of them... Mm, nuance. Is nuance, nuance yes. So let's, let's look at that nuance. This paper, quite a small subject size, but as you can, if you know, the, the way the study was designed, it's very hard to have a lot of people doing what they were doing. It'd be the, the resources required would be quite dramatic. So, the fact they've got thirty-five 
people was very good and they're resistance trained people which um, is a big deal nowadays it's a big deal yeah um so they were 18 males 17 females which is good a good split and they got them to complete four testing sessions to see what caffeine citrulline malate and caffeine plus citrulline malate or a placebo would do right and the doses they were given were five milligrams per kilo of caffeine 12 grams of citrulline malate with a two to one citrulline to malate ratio and then um, placebo, just placebo, just so anything, just not, not going to do anything, okay. Um, each participant, they had to lift uh, at least twice a week and they had to have had prior 12 months of resistance training experience and they also had to meet some certain standards. So if I could, yeah, so the standards for these were squat and bench press, uh, 1RM, they had to squat at least 100 to 120% of body mass and bench press at least 70 to 100% of body mass. So decent yeah. numbers. So they, they, yeah. they're obviously, they're, they're trained individuals, which is good, okay? So we're not looking at people, because if we look at people who are untrained, if you get them to start training, you get newbie gains, right? So what which you could be actually- the study results. Yeah, it can make it look a lot more dramatic than it was, because if you get them to test at the start of the study and they've never trained before, they could probably lift not very much. Yeah. But after a few months, they're going to have a huge acceleration because of newbie gains and obviously with the- um, citrulline mallet and caffeine as well you wouldn't really yeah. get a true result whereas with this if we see a dramatic effect mm-hmm. and we know that they're already resistance trained or depending on what they define as you know being already trained you know mm-hmm. it shows that okay well something has stood out here to make this difference yeah. one thing i do want to quickly mention as well is um so in regards to how much of the caffeine they've dosed here five milligrams per kg of body weight is considered on the higher end so bear in mind depending on your size if you're like a heavier size, then technically this is probably going to be more than what you're going to find in a lot of pre-workouts. Oh yeah, loads, mate. Yeah, yeah. In regards to the caffeine, unless you are double or wait, wait till we come on to wait till we come on to what my pre-workout is, and then you'll question why. Because Tom had a little laugh at what I put in there. There's a reason why it's so high. Because <laughs> if you do the maths, mate, I'm still probably you know I could probably do more. But oh, all right, you ain't got to brag. I'm just saying, I'm a big guy, mate. But anyway. <laughs> um, Right, let's talk about what the researchers found because like that's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> that's the important stuff. Um, so what they found then is that none of the supplement treatments significantly enhanced jump-related outcomes. Right, okay, which is... I'm not too, I wasn't too bothered about that anyway, from being honest. I don't really give a shit about <laughs> yeah. jump-related. I, I was looking at more of the strength stuff. Usually this is when they're looking for athletic, you know... Yeah, athletic stuff. ...outcomes. Yeah. Um, so that aside, there is some good news. I'm just going to pull up a lovely table I've got because we love a good table, don't we, Tom? Um, and basically, this table looked at some pretty cool stuff. So, what it found, if we look to, if I just try and break this down, if we look to the one RMs. Okay, so this is the kind of the, the strength stuff, which is quite important to a lot of people. One um, RM squat, one RM um, bench press. The tables that we've got, you can't see, then they are showing you a difference compared to a placebo. And what we found is that the caffeine on its own for both the one RM squat and the one RM bench press was quite a significant increase. The caffeine plus the citrulline malate was significant as well pretty equal to just the caffeine on its own but then just the citrulline malate wasn't anything so it was pretty pretty insignificant especially mm. on the squat it was basically neutral okay um on the reps to failure which was it yeah repetitions to failure a little bit more different caffeine once again showed some pretty good boost caffeine and citrulline malate once again and then the citrulline on its own all right but it still wasn't it wasn't as high as caffeine right so yeah it didn't outperform caffeine yeah it still made a difference mm-hmm. compared to placebo yeah however so, you know compared to just caffeine by itself it, yeah yeah it was a bit lower 
So what we can sort of, if you were to look at this table, what you could actually say is that caffeine worked, but citrulline didn't. Um, and there's no reason to add citrulline to it because caffeine's providing all the benefits on its own. You could you could interpret it that way as saying caffeine's doing it all on its own, actually, so there's no real reason to add citrulline malate. However, mm. everybody sit the fuck down and relax because we have spoken about citrulline malate before, haven't we? Yes. And the strongest and most reliable effects of citrulline malate have been related to strength endurance. So you know that. There's not really a surprise seeing that it didn't have much effect on 1RMs because it's not that's not what it's meant for. That's not what it does. It works for strength endurance. So we looked at things like CrossFit before, didn't we, where you have to might do, I don't know, 30 cleaning jerks for time. This would benefit that. But doing a 1RM squat, doesn't the, the evidence doesn't really point towards that and obviously this further supports that really as well. I mean, let's look at if your, if your main focus was hypertrophy. Yes. Just building muscle, mm-hmm. where actually one of the main goals you want to actually have in place is to take your reps closer, if not to failure. Yeah, which is where citrulline. What the fuck are you doing? Sorry, oh, sorry. I, was, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was itching my foot. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it looked weird. It was like a rave, like one of those music videos where they're doing that in the music video. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell! I thought I was at Creams then. Uh, <laughs> A throwback there. Fuck, you put me off now. So yeah, if your main goal was to take your reps closer to failure, then yeah, citrulline mallet might actually have you performing more reps. Maybe you say that, but if you look at if we look at the tables on the squat, for example, the yeah. caffeine and the citrulline was exactly the same as caffeine on its own. Yeah. So you could argue just take caffeine on the bench. Yes. There was a slight increase from caffeine and citrulline to just caffeine on its own. Yeah. But once again, is it significant? A hundred percent. So yeah. I would say if caffeine's you can, a driver, really. <laughs> yeah, if you can, I would say prioritize caffeine. Which yeah. to be fair, most pre-workouts, most decent pre-workouts, sorry, will do. They will focus on caffeine as a main ingredient. Mm. But remember, there might be reasons as to why you might not take caffeine. Mm. Also bear in mind that what I said earlier, the dose of caffeine here is on the high end of things. Which we're going to talk about in a second, actually, because there was some adverse events during this paper. Because let's just... I'm curious, like, what would what would the outcome be comparing citrulline mallet to caffeine if the dosage was more on par of what you would find what in a standard cup a product, of coffee yeah, or in a product? Absolutely. Yeah. But no, I, I do agree that I would prioritise caffeine. You know, as long as you're dosing caffeine appropriately. But that that does depend on the activity. As I said, if you're yes. if you're if you're doing an activity which prioritizes strength endurance, so let's say something like CrossFit where you're doing a mad workout like Grace World or whatever, or Isabel, we do like thirty clear jerks time, thirty snatch yeah. time. You might want to add that citrulline in there because it has those benefits with that, right? But obviously normal gym goers who just maybe want to do hypertrophy or they want to do strength training. Yeah. Caffeine's probably the Yeah. I'd prioritize caffeine. But another thing yep. to take into account is that not everyone um, does too well with caffeine, some people. Mm, that's a good point, yeah. I mean, I've had, in some, which case, you've had, you've had some interest in it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I've been in the park crying before because I yeah. overdosed on it, gone fucking crazy on like a, a run around the track and, yeah, had heart yeah, just want to clarify, when Tom says overdose, he's not just like smashed 20 monsters. He accidentally used too much of a certain coffee powder. Yeah, so when we're talking about three to six milligrams per kg of body weight, 
Mm. Uh, I, I was more in a double digits end of thing. <laughs> you know, I was a. Uh, I I, yeah. I I was seeing things I was not supposed to see. Seeing sound, as I like to say. Yeah, exactly. Seeing sound, you know. Mm. Uh, I realised in that moment I did not need the old gods anymore. Uh, but anyway, going back to it, like, yeah, if you know that you don't react well to caffeine and your goal is to be able to perform more muscular endurance in regards to getting more reps, etc., then, yeah, perhaps mm. citrine manner might be something to consider instead. Sure. Oh, however, though. Let's move on to some adverse events because I did mention there was a few interesting findings during this paper. Yes, uh, yes. And all of these, there were seven of them, there were seven adverse events reported and all of them were in the caffeine plus citrulline condition. Um, so three of them reported headaches, three reported nausea and then another one reported dizziness. Now there's a couple of reasons this could be. One of them is that these participants they weren't able to reliably guess which treatment they were given which is obviously good that means a blinding was effective <laughs> that's obviously a good thing um so you can't you you can't not assume that the symptoms they were having were not driven by sort of expectations from the participants do you know what i mean yeah. it could have been that expectation of well this is a very high dose stimulant <coughs> is it gonna is it gonna make me feel a certain way so there's you can't discount that However, what I think may be more likely, as Tom's kind of alluded to a few times, is that you could say the doses are quite high if you've yeah. not had much exposure. If you're not, if you, if you were in this study and you were not a habitual caffeine consumer, five milligrams is very high. Yeah, it is. You would want to be starting on a lower end of about three if we look at what we talk about ergogenic effects of caffeine. Even then, that might be, you might even have to drop down to two. If you're someone who's brand new to caffeine, you could probably have two milligrams per kilo, still get a bit of a buzz boost, and then work up from there. But if you go straight out of five, you could feel quite sick. Yeah. And that's the same with citrulline as well, because if we look at a dose range for citrulline, that's eight to 12 grams. They were having 12 grams, so they were on the absolute top um, yeah. of that. So for both those both those um, ingredients, sorry, they're Very on the high, high end doses. of dosing. Would I say I'm surprised there was a few cases of um, headaches, nausea, dizziness? It doesn't surprise me, really. Yeah, same. That is a bloody high dose. Yeah. Um, so if we were to kind of summarise this paper, and then we've gone to our pre-workouts, um, basically caffeine is is a, is, a, is a good thing to have in yep. terms of performance. It's, it seems yeah. to be the, the, a big a big driver um, to those benefits. So yeah, go get some caffeine, basically, is what I've really got to say. I mean, look, when it comes to resistance training, like the main outcomes I would say most of us are trying to do is trying to simply get stronger, meaning that, you know, things like testing your one rep max, etc., or just performing heavier than the last time, blah, blah, blah. And then the other one would be to, yeah, actually taking a high volume amount of reps to failure, i.e. hypertrophy. And yeah, citrine, mallet and caffeine, not so much both of them together, but we know that caffeine seems to have like good benefits mm -hmm. for both of those outcomes. Citrulline yeah. mallet tends to more be, you know, performing reps to failure, so more the muscular endurance kind of things. But caffeine does seem to just outperform citrulline mallet by itself in regards to all of that in general. Okay, guys, it's now time for the part you've all been waiting for, maybe, probably not. <laughs> Let's get into what you're all here for, the best pre-workout that's not the market but it might be maybe in some sort of weird future everybody let me present it's name's not yet confirmed however me and tom have tom did give me an idea and that was what was it the rubicon either the rubicon or crossing the rubicon which if you're a history nerd i'm hoping you understand yeah. that 
crossing the Rubicon yet. Uh, so that is that could be the name of my pre-workout. Crossing the Rubicon basically means that you've crossed the point of no return. So remember yeah. that in your head when well, you we- <laughs> hear what this fucking nutcase's dosage is. No, are. no, don't be silly. So yeah. So my so yeah. So crossing the Rubicon is my pre-workout, which I think is actually pretty cool. I think it's a good retake off. Um, the design of it's going to be very sort of. <laughs> almost spiritual slash intergalactic because we're crossing the Rubicon we're going to a place where we've never been so we're going to be almost it's, if you look at the can you'll be thinking wow I've taken mushrooms that's the kind of vibe I want you to get when you look at this can all the colours popping off all the different symbols um, it's going to be an, an extraordinary visual treat um, you know when like police interview a mass murderer afterwards and he goes I don't know what happened I just saw red yeah yeah pretty much this kind of vibe yeah, that, that vibe, yeah. Maybe not. I that, just woke bit... up and I was surrounded by bodies and ULEZ cameras. Oh, for God's sake, ULEZ cameras, fucking it. God, if you're new to the show, that might not make sense. If you're familiar, you might have, you'll be very familiar, sorry, with uh, Tom's ULEZ rants, which are the ULEZ if cameras you're in London. fucked by the government, then uh, yeah, you'll definitely be familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so my pre-workout, crossing the Rubicon. What's going to have inside then? We're going to start with caffeine. It's only got three ingredients, guys. Three ingredients. Well, there might be something else in there a little bit, but I don't know. But first ingredient, caffeine, of course. We don't need to say why. We just be through that. 500 milligrams of caffeine. Let's go again this pre-workout. Which I worked out is the equivalent of nearly three and a half cans of Monster Energy. Yeah, but if we look, if we do the maths, mate. Yeah, but... If we, no, if we do the maths, <laughs> yeah. I am I am 100 kilo. Yeah. And you, you've also, you've adapted to that dose as well. I've adapted to that dose. So yeah. all this, jokes this, this aside. Is the, this is the, the serious, the serious yeah. people out there. For all jokes aside, someone might think that and go, holy shit, that's yeah, insane. Sure, that's bad for you. Uh, you know, like all these articles saying energy drinks are killing our kids, etc. That's actually reasonably within the caffeine mm. range for you, yeah. Bill. You know, yeah, for me, yeah. Remember, we're basing this off of three to six milligrams of caffeine per kg of body weight. So if you yep. are heavier, then naturally you can handle more. This this is a pre-workout for the heavier athlete. Absolutely. So yeah, I've got 500, grams, uh, 500 milligrams sorry, of caffeine. We've then got citrulline malate because of the sort of training I do, this is going to be quite beneficial. Yeah. More CrossFit style training. So I've got 12 grams in there because we're going for the top dose, obviously to reflect um, well the, 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 the bigger mass to fuel. All right. But then I'm also going about out there. I'm also going about this. Let's go back to our banana conversation earlier about how it's not really in a pre-workout. But what I've done is I've added 30 grams of cyclic dextrin. What is cyclic dextrin? Can well, you explain? let me tell you what cyclic dextrin is. Uh, what it is, Tom? Because we, <laughs> we haven't got a promo this. code for this, by the no, way. <laughs> no, we haven't. No, no, we haven't. We have spoken about this before, though, on our carbohydrate supplement episode. So cyclic dextrin is basically a form of carb. It's a very quick acting. Gets into the system quite quickly. Powdered. It's powdered, yeah, it's powdered, yeah. And when we spoke about it, I think we did, there was, you know, we had the data there to show you kind of the difference it was making to, I think it was swimming athletes and sort of swimming thing. They took some before, but they obviously got a boost from it because it's carbs in it. It's literally just carbs. That's yeah. all it is. But the difference with psychic dextrin is it didn't tend to, because if you look at things like dextrose, which is basically just sugar, that's very, very quick, whereas cyclic was a little bit more sustained so it wasn't as quick into this, you know, it wasn't completely, you know, straight in. Because you might have a dextrose after a workout. <coughs> Do you know what I mean? You might have it yeah. like a post-workout thing, whatever. But this, I'm putting in just before, before I'm going to do, you know, a pretty pretty naughty wad, pretty naughty workout. So I've got 30 yeah. grams of that in there. And the flavour, 
of this pre-workout. That's all that's in there, by the way. The flavor of this pre-workout. Hang on. Well, rewind. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting so excited. After the psychic gastrin, there's obviously, of course, going to be some B vitamins in there because it's the same. That's what every pre-workout and energy drink does. I did my market research, and I? Got to stay the times. So we're going to have a bit of B12 in there, some B6, you know, mm. water soli- the water-soluble vitamins as well, Tom. So we're going to probably have about 10,000% of your RDA in there. <laughs> yeah. You're going to you'll piss out the rest anyway. Um, and yeah, so that's going in there as well. And now to the flavor. Those of you listening at home, wherever you are, crossing the Rubicon, what do you think this drink is going to taste like? By the way, before you say it, it turns out that there's some people that don't even know that this is actually a drink. What? Yeah. I had someone message me earlier, asked me what it was. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you know why? You don't see it very often now. My kids love it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't see it often like in supermarkets. It's not like a big... But it's amazing. Yes, yeah, the drink, by the way, is Rubicon. Yeah. It's like... How would I explain it? It's like a... It's not like a knockoff lilt. Would you say it's an upper class lilt? So obviously it's going to taste like Rubicon and that's all you're going to get guys because unfortunately I've called it crossing the Rubicon so I've kind of limited my <laughs> flavour profile there. Um, but yeah, so that's my pre-workout. There's some great taglines you can have this way. I mean, look, just crossing the Rubicon sounds great as it yeah, is. Sounds good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But you know, you can say make sure not to go past the recommended dose because you know, when you cross the Rubicon, the Rubicon no, no, crosses you. Oh, you know, that's it. And you can have like a, you know, like a, I don't know, like an anime version of Julius Caesar on there. Caesar on there. Oh, wait, the adverts would be absolutely incredible. The adverts, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, it'd be sick. You take it'd a sip great. of it. And sun, sun, you take a sip of it, and suddenly you're transported into some like. Have you, oh, hang on. Have you seen Ahsoka? I have. You know, on you know the the, the, the world beyond whatever I don't forgot what it's called. You know the, the platforms, and it's like the world yeah. after. It's like some weird. If you haven't Rainbow seen Ahsoka, if you seen, if you've not seen Ahsoka, you probably won't know, but. This is the sort of experience you're going to get when you try out of body crossing the Rubicon. <coughs> You'll be like in this weird place. Next thing you know, Anakin Skywalker's coming up to you, trying to <laughs> trying to finish your training. The closest thing you'll get to actually taking PCP, <laughs> Angel Dust. I, I don't I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah. That, that slogan. I think meeting Darth Vader is quite a good one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> moments anyway, away yeah. from committing a war crime. <laughs> yeah oh it's yeah, he did commit a lot of war crimes didn't he uh <laughs> anyway crossing the rubicon that is my product hope you like it guys drop me a dm if you want some um and we'll go from there i'm gonna be upset if someone actually steals this idea now my protein listing on the other end we've got to come to your one now i think before we actually talk about your idea i want to talk about your days of old blend which we have mentioned before but i want to talk about it again what you used to make back in the day when you used to make your own pre-workout Okay, so bear in mind, I don't read. Okay, I do take pre-workout now, but it's a lot more simplified. Um, but back in the day, I used to have... Uh, my foundation was a can of Monster. Yeah, which sounds bizarre, but yeah. Usually, Monster White. Uh, but there is a reason behind this. So straight away, it's got a base layer of caffeine in it. All those B vitamins. All those B vitamins as well. That's what I was going to say too. Uh you know electrolytes my electrolytes got my taurine in it as well yeah um on top of that i would also pop in a caffeine pill mm. which once again someone might listen to this and say holy shit it's only 15 milligrams you, yeah how are you throwing caffeine into an energy drink isn't that crazy not really because once again you'd be on 210 at this point 210 y- milligrams yeah. would be what you're on oh I didn't say like how many pills i'd chuck in by the way pill i just want to clarify i'd go up to like f- I was actually on the lighter end of 
yours like i'll be on like 300 milligrams but this is before i was an absolute coffee addict so back then i didn't need to get that stimulated okay so you had a you had a so yeah. start again you had a can of monster you had three or four caffeine pills yeah boxes um <laughs> on top of that i'd also have citrulline mallet so i used mm. to have between six to eight you know grams of that uh beta alanine was my mm. other one yeah we haven't really spoke about that have we no we haven't now we've Beta alanine. So bear in mind, like when I used to take it, I didn't know, I knew about the dosages, but I didn't know too much about it. Mm. But back then, I just used to take it as my pre-workout. We Mm. now know you can get a bigger effect if you actually dose it constantly, just like creatine, right? So with creatine, you wouldn't just take it once. You actually need to keep taking it, including on days where you're not training. Beta alanine. Yeah. So it needs to accumulate within your system. It's the same with beta alanine. But... To be fair, if I was to have a pre-workout now, I would actually still have just a one day of beta-alanine without actually fully dosing it. Now, the reason for that is I actually like the tingling feeling you get with it. Yeah, you're also a sad, sadistic. Yeah, exactly. Single-loving. Well. I am a Ronin, yes. Yeah. Um, a gym Ronin. Now, I know for some people, they don't like it. I'll oh, just to clarify, like, if you've never had beta-alanine before, once again, powder form, it... it, it it's hard to explain, but it, yeah, paresthesia. Mm. It makes your skin tingle. Some people have explained it like it feels like insects are crawling over your body, yeah. etc. It only now, makes it tingle if you, have a, if you have a high dose. though. The reason why I would take that today still is... But, oh, just to clarify, one of the main reasons people would take it is kind of like um, with other stimulants, you'll get some effect, benefits out of it. So you could find that in like short duration bursts, you perform better with reps or if you was yeah. running around a track or something like that or swimming, doing like a time trial on swimming, CrossFit, etc. So quick burst energy. But for me, sorry, bear me one second. There's a guy chasing another guy down my street. Oh, my God. Uh, whatever. He's not on the bait running. Hashtag London. Uh, exactly. Yeah, just another day. And now someone is chasing them on a bike. Am I... Is this actually happening? Am I dreaming? No, you're still here, mate. You've not taken Am any crossing the Rubicon yet. There's you've a the Rubicon. person. Right, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to turn over this way because there's one guy chasing another guy on foot. And then that guy's now being chased by a guy on an it was an electric scooter. Mm. And now there's an older guy chasing that guy on an electric scooter. Yeah, do you know what? Whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, one of the main reasons why I'll take Bay Allen on is actually for that tingling feeling. Okay. So, yeah, why would I actually like that? Um, I tend to procrastinate if I'm training at home. Mm. So between sets, I will just I'll just relax and chill out a bit too much. You know, I'll monitor a little bit. But if I had that tingling feeling, I know it's not pleasant, but it makes me stay on edge. So I actually like that. I know it might not be for everyone. Yeah, I mean, people. we had obviously a couple of people, didn't we, get in touch saying that they, they love the tingle. Yeah, I like that feeling of edginess where it feels like, bloody hell, I, 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 I need to I focus think it's, here. I think it's important people do know that, that that tingling feeling in a pre-workout is that ingredient, beta alanine. And that that ingredient is not acutely giving you a performance boost. Yeah. In terms of physio- it might do psychologically, but in terms of what's happening physiologically, you're not actually going to get that boost unless you dose it every day in sufficient doses. Now, 
normally i think it was like top i think you want to be taking like six grams ish a day i think it was six, so six grams, grams is what i would have you could have less yeah, than day. that but i would but, take the higher end but, but don't take that all at once because i think normally they say that around 1.6 and a serving is that's the crossing point for when you start getting tingles so if you want to take it every day but you don't want to get tingles like all day you take can micro dose it i think if i go on to a point where i start i don't really take it now but when i was taking it um i would take a gram every yeah. like now na- i'll take a gram six times a day just spread it throughout the day naturally others might be different in how much they, yeah, can they might kind be, yeah. of uh, yeah, accommodate sure. but yeah like if i was if i was actually using it in an acute setting i'd have that six grams wallop like that in yeah, one go off your, off your fucking but tits. if i actually want to use it for the performance benefits where well, i want it to accumulate in my body yeah, let's say over four weeks yeah. i'll take it every day but obviously i don't want to get that tingling feeling when i'm going to work and not actually training that day so yeah i'd micro dose it that would be a reason for me micro dosing it taking it two grams maybe three day uh, three times yeah. a day uh, we've we've often conspiracized about how we reckon a lot of the times in pre-workouts just because they want people to think something's happening because it helps yeah. with that, it helps that placebo. Because if when you take something, sometimes you might notice anything's happening. But if you get tingles, you're like, oh, the pre workout's working. So it might give you that sort of psychological yeah. edge. Because almost. you are okay. actually you, feeling something. You're yeah. actually feeling it. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. oh, they know the pre workout, they know this. They know it doesn't do anything like really in one go. If you have it just once, but because something's happening, you think, oh, it works. I'm going to buy it again. So yeah. Um, another thing that I would chuck in just for the sake of it, because I'd be having it every day anyway, is I'll just chuck in my creatine. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. This is something that does gripe me a little bit about a lot of uh, over-the-counter pre-workouts. I don't know what I'm saying over-the-counter pre-workouts. You can't go to a pharmacy and get a prescription for a pre-workout, as far as I'm aware. So I don't even know why I said that. Uh, what she said was oh, on the shelf, you know. Mm. But yeah, shelf pre-workouts, like some that do have creatine mono in it like okay if it saves you from dipping into your creatine bag because it's already in there crack on happy days you're gonna have it anyway but the whole point of a pre-workout is you want an acute effect right yeah you want to take it and within 30 minutes to 60 minutes you want to be ready to Mm. go and smash the gym right or training whatever it is you're doing running um you know or yeah extreme canoeing zumba geriatric water aerobics whatever you're doing what is the point of putting creatine in, which is something that needs to be loaded yeah, every day. over time until it actually starts to take effect? And for that, we know that like, for production, creatine is actually relatively cheap. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's so cheap to buy. Yeah. So it's something that you can just chuck into a product, have another ingredient on the label. Yeah, and people it's know it. filler. Like, yeah, and it's got a reputation, isn't it? So people just assume oh, it's better. Yeah. But it's not something I'd have in a pre-workout. It's something I would take and I'd recommend most people to take, you know, but it's not something I'd have in a pre-workout. Yeah. And that's what I used to have back in the day. Now, Now, I just have strong coffee. So you're... I'm I'm telling people about these best pre-workouts we've invented. I've invented a cross in the Rubicon and you've got black coffee. Yes. But uh, remember I'm saying... Remember I'm saying back in the day... I used to just have like maybe 300 or 400 milligrams mm. of coffee. Mm. And now I'm, I would actually put your 500 milligrams of shame. What, on one go? Oh, God, you have a cannibal coffee, eh? But the last time I took pre-workout intentionally at a high dose, it's been a while. I felt I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your best pre-workout 
is black coffee. Simply black coffee. But what are you going to call it? What would you call it? What was brand? What oh, brand? Sorry, if I was making my own here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's what the whole point of this oh, fucking sorry, sec- okay, segment yeah. was? You, oh, for God's oh, sake. Okay. Why do you think I make crossing? I didn't make crossing the Rubicon out of my ass. Okay. See, I am going to cheat a little bit because there's something you did add to yours that I'm going to steal. So, first of all, if I was to make my own pre workout, yeah. I'm. <laughs> See, it's really tricky. It's really tricky because I want them to get the effect of the caffeine, but I've got to be sensible with the normies, you know. Well, I think 500 is quite sensible. I'm going to say half a, half a serving. Oh, okay. No, fuck it. I'm not going to do half a serving. I'm going to say a full serving here. Yeah. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 300 yeah, okay. milligrams. Yeah, that's quite high for most. But this is for like the general public. These ain't people that have ascended. Yeah, you yet. got to remember as well, mate. I've I've essentially I've essentially marketed mine towards men. You have marketed <laughs> yours towards absolute lunatics. <laughs> you know, because it's going to be bigger people in general. Um, isn't it? Because I don't want to get done for a murder charge or manslaughter yeah. at least. Uh, I'm going to go for 300 milligrams. Right. Uh, citrine mallet. I would still put citrine mallet in, by the way, because if if that 300 milligrams of caffeine is still low for someone. At least they're going to have a high dose Boost. of citrine mallet. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to go with eight grams. I'm not going to go too high with a citrine mallet. And yeah, actually, I'm going to steal your idea here, Bill. I'm going to put in a bit of cy- cyclic dextrin. Oh, I'll let you steal my idea. Yeah, because it's actually something I have considered where, oh, next time I start taking pre-workout, depending <gasps> what I'm doing. I've just realised what we can call your pre-workout. Go on. Crossing the Rubicon, light. Crossing, yeah, there you go. <laughs> because it's basically the same yeah. thing, but it's just less dose. So there it's basically we could call it crossing the Rubicon Light. <laughs> crossing the Rubicon Light, there you go. And crossing we could change the, the Thames. Uh, crossing, crossing the Thames. Crossing <laughs> the Thames on a oh. pedalo. Oh god! There yes, you go. you're. Yeah, I reckon that's a great. That's a great. This is a great idea. I think we could really, really, really make this happen. And you know what? Just to make them feel like they're getting a little bit more out of it, I'll chuck in. Yeah. I'll chuck in three grams of creatine. Oh god! No, you can't. I'm not having that and crossing the roof on like ruining that. You know, but uh, no, yeah, no, that I've literally just creatine. <laughs> we could be massive capitalist assholes. We'll call it crossing the Rubicon Plus. Do you know what? I've literally just named everything you've done, but I've just halved the doses. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm calling it light. You've literally okay, just. I'll taken... tell you what. With a a single tablet of pervitin, there you go. Right, so now you've changed that. the game a little bit. So now you've made it illegal. But you know, if it was going off of names. I was doing my homework and yeah, like I was, I was I crossing the third pre-workouts <laughs> and some of these pre-workouts I forgot existed. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention names, but I'm literally about to. So I don't know why I said that, but there was a Swedish company where like their pre-work is called, their pre-workout is called I am fucked up. <laughs> I and am fucked it, up. Yeah. You could type into Google when there's a picture of like Pennywise, the clown on it. Oh my um, God. It's just really, really fucking cringe. Very, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, but ours won't know. Ours is going to look good. But yeah, you've got, to, you've got to have something impactful on there. I like our idea. I'm generally, otherwise, when you send some emails, this could be an absolute game changer. Otherwise, we'll have to start like, you know, making it more impactful. I don't know. As I said, like, call it something like war crime. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Gaza Strip. I don't know. Something that's going to elicit who owns emotions. Rubicon? Who owns Rubicon Drink? AG Bar. That's the ones who own Rhymebrew, isn't it? Is it really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the ones who own Rhymebrew. Yeah, no, I'm right. Yeah, they're the ones who own Rhymebrew, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. See, I always associate it with Scottish. So if we we need to get in touch, don't we? Because if we want to make this happen, we need to get the rights to Rubicon. So if we've got any Scottish listeners, which I know we do, 
we might need your assistance because I feel like they'd be more susceptible these to the your same people that do. I thought these were the guys that used to do uh, red cola, which is like some oh, really red popular cola. in yeah, Scotland. No, what they drink? All they drink is Iron Brew and Buckfast, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wake up, smash a can of Iron Brew. Yeah. Get a bit of a bottle of Buckfast, bottle of Bucky. Okay, a liquefied, you know, cholesterol. I don't Have know. you ever had it before, Bucky? Buckfast. It's made by some monks in Devon, I think. Buckfast. I think, I think it's Devon. Like a tonic wine. Yeah, tonic wine, mate. It's fucking. It's got caffeine in. Wait a minute. I'm sure it's I've got never seen in. this in my life. Have you never, no, it's because it's in Scotland. That's why they could love it. This looks like something you'd find in Skyrim, mate. It is unbelievable. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it's a different. It's a different. Different gravy. God, it, it actually looks like gravy. It's really dark. Yeah. Our Scottish listeners will very much appreciate this this little conversation. But yeah, if you yeah. if you're not aware of it, especially our American listeners, have a look at it. Have a look at it. It's. Uh, I'm sure it's got caffeine in. God, I mean, we will try now. Buckfast ingredients. Yeah, I don't, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say alcohol. yeah, Devon. There you go. It's done by monks in Devon. Yeah, caffeine. Yeah. Oh, hang on. How much caffeine? though? high caffeine content. Thirty-seven milligrams per. Is that a hundred milliliters? People just buy the bottles. I, have to have a, I was going to say you have to have a couple of bottles there, Bill. Yeah, mate, you'd be off your fucking head. It's Absolutely like 15%. normal CrossFit behaviour. But yeah, so. That's that's an option as well. So maybe that could be a pre-workout if you're maybe that's a, a bottle yeah. of bucky. Bring your buck fast in. Yeah, fucking hell. Where were we anyway? I was talking to Scotch people and Rubicon and Bar and Iron Brew and fucking God knows. Freedom and all that. Right. Oh, so I think we was wrapping up. <laughs> I think we were wrapping up, weren't we? Yeah, let's wrap this up then, guys. Um hope you enjoyed that last bit of segment there. Probably a lot of fucking shit. Definitely chatting shit there. I'm assuming most people have zoned out by now. Crossing the Rubicon and crossing the Rubicon lights, coming to a store near you very soon. That is all the news this week, guys. All we've got to say, really, all we've got to say, actually, if you enjoyed that, if you've been enjoying the podcast of late, if you're enjoying this episode, if you enjoyed all the fitness news, we'd very much appreciate it if you leave a review and or a rating on your podcast app. That could be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, whatever you use to listen to this. Normally, there's an option to rate it uh, with like a star system or whatever it is. Um, we'd very much appreciate it if you give us a nice rating. It does help with the podcast. Uh, and if you can as well, I know Apple Podcasts, you can. You can leave a review so you can write some words. If you want to be a dick, you can. If you want to put some banter in there, I'm sure we can. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll manage. We'll handle it. Um, but yeah, anything you can do will help quite a lot. Mm. I mean, I won't be looking at the reviews or caring either way. So, yeah. Yeah, nice one. Cheers, Tom. Really fucking selling it. It's just your views and downloads that matter to me. Yeah, brilliant. Right. (laughs) Okay, then. Um, It's been a pleasure as always, and we will uh, see you next week, same time, same place, for some more of the fitness news. See you soon. See you soon. (laughs)